having fun just staring from across the room. You gotta stretch your stuff and I'll show you just what to do now. You gotta dance, gotta make your advance, you gotta show you've got the guts. I gotta move that'll make them swoop and it's called the two-step strut. Now dance with me. Coming soon to a theater near you, it's The Equalizers, a weekly podcast where two idiots drop a cinema sibling in the lap of a perfectly content solo film. My name is Mike Nolan. I am joined, as always, by the sequel to my prequel, Madison Jones. Madison Jones, are you in good form? Santa Mikey, just turn no. over those apples down the Veto. hill Veto. for me. Veto. Been an awful time, Loop. Santa Mikey. So take the turkey tonight, Santa Mikey, a movie that is sort of like Click, but Xmas. Don't grow that mustache, Santa Mikey, so take the turkey tonight. I, my skeleton has melted. (laughs) I... Oh. Thoughts? Concerns? Uh, a lot of concerns, mostly. Wishes? Wishes? Yeah, I wish that, that had never happened. Um, that <laughs> was... I mean, A for effort. Hey, thanks. Uh, oh. <laughs> um, just take the turkey for me tonight. I think it's mostly... I hate being called Mikey. I mean, not even Mikey? like a... Like, do it because it'll be funny to it'll make mike mad i mean it will make me mad like i no. hate it it's fine it's I like stubbing it's like stubbing uh, your toe no it's or, like i will never say the m word any with ey <laughs> ever again well with that energy madison merry christmas <laughs> merry christmas merry christmas happy holidays to a to all of King good Soul. Fre- to to a, all a good frequel dude <laughs> This movie was great. Yeah, it was really good. Did you like good. it? Yeah, I did a it lot. It was like surprisingly fucking good. Like, I thought it was going to be sort of like, ooh, like this is going to be kind of cringy comedy. It is actually just pretty substantially funny, like yeah. throughout the whole. I, I'm not familiar with this particular comedian. Um, I'm not either. His his name is uh, Leandro Hassam. Mm-hmm. Um, forgive me if I'm not doing, if I'm not doing that name correct. Uh, saying that name correct but everything his like physical comedy his mannerisms he's kind of like i don't know he's like a combination of a lot of like different comedians that i like i think yeah it was very odd that as the movie went on like and he was quote-unquote getting older i was kind of like oh now he looks like this guy like this weird combination of like the the more he got old the more he looked like various different people mm-hmm yeah yeah well well as he got older i i realized oh that is what he actually looks like the younger version i thought the young version of him was like what he actually looked like and i and then when he got older i'm like oh yeah yeah he's kind of i mean he's kind of han- he's pretty kind of handsome and also just like yeah i don't know i would say the middle like as soon as he got a haircut i was like oh this is what that guy actually looks like okay mm-hmm. i always i i've coming up uh in like my like oh formative years of like this is i'm watching like pers- not prestige television basically i'm talking about the show arrow where that is kind of where i cut my teeth on oh anytime anyone's prestige hair television well, no. i know i was like <laughs> i actively was not calling it prestige television that was the phrase that came to mind because it's not what i want i knew it was wrong but the cw's go-to of let's make this character younger is just to give them a shaggier wig mm-hmm. like Oliver Queen, his whole thing, like, look how young I was. It's just he's got more shaggy hair. And I was I picked up on that pretty quickly after the first time when he woke up and he had a haircut. I was like, oh, right, of course. A lot of a terrible haircut is the sign of a younger person. It's also like this movie starts in 2010 and then mm-hmm. ends up in beyond 20, 2021. 35 or something. I mean, yeah, something like that. I think like, the. The one, the time, the Christmas where his son pretends he dropped out of school because of drugs uh, was like, he mentioned something about how to him it only felt like it was 20 days, which would have been about a month. So like 2030, roughly, at least he hit. Yeah. Yeah. And then he goes on vacation with his just absolutely out of his league wife for like 
20 more, like 10 more seasons or whatever Christmas is. Yeah, yeah. I guess we should say we're doing this movie called Just Another Christmas. <laughs> yes, a Brazilian Christmas film, essentially Christmas click. It's Christmas click. It is on Netflix with English uh, dubs and mm-hmm. subtitles. So for anyone out there who doesn't speak fluent Portuguese, I think that's the language of Brazil, uh, you can still enjoy it. And it's very good. Definitely go see it. You mentioned the turkey. I want to talk about Uncle Victor, maybe my favorite character, the oh. MVP of the movie, the man who shows up inevitably starts a fight with at least one of the women of the family announces you don't deserve my company or my turkey picks up an entire turkey with his bare hands not like the dish he picks up a turkey clutches it to his chest and storms out of the house every christmas yeah which to me like it became like something i was looking forward to with each like Mm -hmm. with each time um and i don't know there's like a very genuineness to this like mm-hmm. holiday tradition that they always do like i don't know it's just like oh of course uncle victor's gonna like take the turkey or the apple turnovers and like sure. steal. it's like everyone expects it to happen right it's not a surprise for anybody um and it's like something you kind of hope for i don't know mm-hmm. like i i really i felt engrossed in this family's christmas i felt like i was like there i don't know oh, like yeah. and i was just like living it um it's so, so it's a very warm movie we we I, I referenced and you, you mentioned that it's kind of like Christmas click. Um, mm-hmm. I I would argue it is better than click. In oh, my it's opinion. way better than click. Um, I mean, it's the same premise to an extent. Like, yes, but it, it's 100 percent better than click. It's much more warm. It's much more heartbreaking. Mm-hmm. It, it, it ebbs and flows from comedy to drama like really well uh, with like constantly funny guy like i would say like he has kind of robin williams energy yeah of, like just how, how he's blasting off jokes like one after another um that was the most adam sandler energy he had in the movie i think if we're likening it to click the first christmas was very much like how adam sandler i think would have navigated that kind of a family christmas yeah yeah when he um or kevin james or kevin james the other sandler uh the hidden sandler <laughs> um the stealth sandler the secret sandler the secret sandler yeah. oh uh we should have played secret sandler uh this this year where we give each other uh an adam sandler uh, movie secrets adam sandler movies <laughs> yeah uh <laughs> next year uh jesus but no this movie starts out like i think it starts out it's like oh this is gonna be kind of like a funny like um so not like screwball comedy but like mm-hmm. just sort of like um <clears throat> oh, this guy, like, is going to do these loops, sort of like Groundhog's Day, and, like, basically, like, he's going to find new ways to, like, enjoy the holiday Mm -hmm. or, like, be disturbed by the holiday. And then, like, you get to the end, latter half of the movie, and it's, like, he sees his kids grow up, because it's not a time loop. No. It's not technically a time loop movie. It is a time progression movie. I don't know what you'd call it. Like, like time, it's a time gap. Time movie. amnesia. I think time gap is probably a better phrase for it. Where he only remembers Christmas mm-hmm. or something after he falls off of a roof uh, dressed as Santa Claus. We started referring to them as Christmas George and S- Slow Path George because when George goes to bed Christmas Eve of... Um, well, he falls off a roof Christmas Eve 2010. When he wakes up, it's Christmas more. It's Christmas Day. Yeah. Christmas. No, it's is it Christmas Eve. It's whatever. It's Christmas it's Eve. It's the same day, but the next yeah. year. And when he's talking to his wife, he's lived a whole year. He just doesn't remember anything between the two Christmases. And that becomes a thing where every time he goes to bed, instead of waking up on the same Christmas, it's the next Christmas. So there is a version of him like Jekyll and Hyde leading his whole life for 30, 364 days. It's just this George remembers Christmas. And so to him, it's been like 20 days for in reality. It's been 20 years and Slowpath George is not a good dude and cheats on his wife, has an, an affair for four years with a secretary one files for mm-hmm. divorce like it's a wild yeah a wild thing yeah well and eventually slow path george um he eventually like becomes better mm-hmm. towards the end it seems like it seems like it, it becomes a much more manageable and nicer version of like there's a there's a four-year five-year period where he's just a scumbag and then like as he decides to like embrace the loops more mm-hmm. like slow path george becomes a little bit of a better person yeah like the wife <laughs> it seems the wife is like uh 
you know, like she she likes likes Christmas, George. But you know, it's becoming hard, and he's like, "No, don't give up on us. I want to be with you." And so she like says in the movie, she's like, "Yeah, I, I just started calling you every day, and we reconnected, mm-hmm. and now we're still married, and we go on vacations every Christmas." Uh, I know it's yeah. really good. Let's we got to talk about the end though, where the, the where it really fucking pun- sucker punches you. The the mm-hmm. second to last Christmas, George, while they're going to take a family photo, accidentally pulls off the wig of his like twenty year old daughter who has breast cancer, and the next Christmas when he wakes up, she's not there. She died, mm-hmm. and it is. She also had a kid. Yeah, she also had a kid, and um, it's like a newborn baby. It's brutal, almost. And not to immediately undercut that tension, I was flabbergasted that he i get it for the emotional beat that he watched shrek deck the halls with her as like the last thing Mm -hmm. she always wanted to watch it with him as a kid and he always put it off it's wild to me that they did that because i as the viewer knew he was going to go back to the beginning of like the sessions or whatever and now he's going to have to watch this movie with his child daughter where the last time he saw with her was when she was dying of breast cancer yeah, and I was like, this. Uh, the movie ends with it seeming like maybe he doesn't remember, like actively remember mm-hmm. all those Christmases, but like kind of like Scrooge, like the spirit is still in his heart all year round, etc. Yeah, I don't know, but yeah, I couldn't get a I couldn't get a beat on if he actually remembered the loops or not, mm-hmm. or sorry, the gaps. Sure. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I to get like, it's hard to describe, but this guy he has a good range mm-hmm. of being comedic to serious and you really get the seriousness in the back half of the mm-hmm. movie and like dramatic like this particularly the scenes with his daughter who has breast cancer she's like should we go to should we go to sleep now should we should we get, check into bed now and uh he's like no i don't want to go to sleep no and he like has this really like emotional moment where he starts crying and like mm-hmm. then like when they're watching the shrek the hall when they're watching <laughs> shrek the halls they do this really awesome like scene of him just trying not to fall asleep like Mm -hmm. in a very real way of just like fluttering his eyes and like you see him nodding off and him trying to like stay awake so he doesn't wake up the year later Mm -hmm. without his daughter it's well and i the reveal that that next year was so good because in the early days Mm -hmm. the early years he would take sleeping pills to sleep through christmas yeah this time he wakes up and there's a sticky note on the table next to him and it just says if you decide to sleep today i'll understand and it's from his wife and it was just like Mm -hmm. oh like that's what kills me like this movie is very funny but when it got serious it nailed it every time i love the thing the first time where he wakes up and he's got a mustache and he turns out that he's been cheating on his wife and he grew the mustache because the secretary likes it he like he shaves it off and he's like never take me back i don't want to be with you I'm never growing a mustache again. They cut to him waking up the next Christmas with a mustache. And it's like, that, what a perfect visual. With the worst working mustache, too. Like, yeah. it looks really bad. And it's just like, what a perfect visual way of establishing immediately this, like, what has happened. Because, like, mm-hmm. I don't know. It just, it's such a good movie. It's so weird. Like, you wouldn't think that it would be based off of, like, what it's about and what it seems like it is. And once you realize it's Christmas click, it's like, oh, okay, is this going to be bad so good yeah so good but i beginning to end delightfully funny Mm -hmm. like you said hits you in your heart when it hits you in a heart in not like a shocking way it is like in a very delicate Mm -hmm. and genuine way that it just is like oh yeah i'm glad we chose this movie i thought it was going to be a random sort of like screwball thing that we were going to do and it ended up being like a really like I don't know. It, it touched me. I'm going to recommend this movie oh, yeah. to many people. Yeah, it's extremely affecting. It's very funny. Every, every every chance they have to show you something serious, like in the normal, like I thought he was going to wake up and his wife was going to be there and like she was just going to hold him or something like that. Like that when his after his daughter died. Mm-hmm. But the way they did it was like one, a, a good callback, and two, just this like very gentle and subtle, like it's happened. And then he walks out of the room and there's his, his, into the other room and his wife's playing with their grandkid by themselves or whatever like it's yeah. it's just really good well yeah. um i don't yeah. have any reviews for this movie but the fact that it was um originally in portuguese most of the letterbox reviews were in portuguese um sure so instead i brought a, a christmas gift for you madison oh my gosh you've always been or recently you've been talking about how um I need to start providing you some ammunition. And I've been racking my brain yes. for ways that I can do that. You brought me some bullets? Yeah, I brought you bullets. I brought the... 
You should, if you check outside your door, I've raided an ammunition store. It's it's just a box of bullets. Yeah. Jesus, that's scary. <laughs> just on your doorstep too. No note. Um, on my doorstep. It says, "Be my internet friend," or "Be my friend on the internet." Like, <laughs> <laughs> um, thanks. So, I try to think of a way to to start playing a game where you can get some ammunition, and I'm not very good at coming up with the kind of games you are. Also, you're cornering the market on the kind of games we can play. So I did what I do best, which is digging into what we've already done. That's right. From Dragon Ball to Son-in-Law, we've made a lot of stupid movies, but some of them are stupider than others. (laughs) This is dumb, actually. Jesus Christ. So uh, copyright, copyright uh, equalizer, Mike Trapp, you can't sue uh, us. Yeah, this is a parody. You can't sue us, Mike Trapp, it's parody. Um, for yeah. those unfamiliar, this is based off the game Um Actually from the streaming service Dropout, where they make statements about video games, movies, TV shows, etc. One thing in there is factually incorrect. Your job is to find the incorrect thing. Uh, I've done a Christmas episode here, Madison. As always, you'll have to proceed the correction with Dumb Actually. Um we're also okay. going to operate off of the, I believe we were calling it more like these prize um, chart of points to prizes. Okay. We've had a lot of movies on Christmas, even if we invented new holidays for them. The first time we tackled the most wonderful time of the year was episode 26, Christian Mingle, the movie 2, which we loosely based on Shakespeare's Much Ado About Nothing and culminated in an nativity play interrupted by a church-wide chorus of Hey Jude. We wouldn't base a Christmas movie on an established literary source until episode 117, A Detective Pikachu Christmas Carol, where Danny DeVito voices the spirit of Ryan Reynolds' father possessing the franchise wisecracking Pikachu to convince him to give up his obsessive hunt for the gang leader, Giovanni. Okay. Now, I will say, you're, I'm only giving you one guess at this, because there's only so many places I can couch a correction. I'm not going to like let you kind of bushwhack until you find sure. it. So it's going to have to be specific, and it is only one guess. Okay, dumb actually. <laughs> this wouldn't be the first time we based a Christmas movie on an established literary source. Okay, which one? What are you saying we did first? Um, like I said, I, I, I'm gonna hold you to being specific since there is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's not other players I can give say. Well, if they're more specific, I so know. I need you to be a little bit more specific. If you can name the I movie, I won't make you name the literary source. If you can name the movie that we based off of, uh, the very okay. If you can name the Christmas movie we based the literary off a literary source, I'll get you. Then I'll accept that as your answer. Come on, Madison, brain blast, brain blast, brain blast. Give me a countdown. It'll give me ten. It'll give me a nine, eight, seven, six, five gold rings, four, three. Two, two and a half, one. Is Princess Switched a literary source? Is is that like a a Princess and the Popper? Like, is that is that what you're thinking of? Is are you locking that in? I'm locking that in. I'm sorry, Madison. The answer is actually dumber than that. A Detective Pikachu Christmas Carol was not a Christmas movie. You're right. It was just a detective. It wasn't specifically a Christmas nope. movie. Fuck. Sorry. Maybe next time. <laughs> I've got a couple others cooking for this. Obviously, this bit requires a lot more research than my normal ones. So. Yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah. You have to listen to past we'll episodes. Talk about, we'll talk about point scoring. Generally, points are going to be two points each since they're going to be fewer and far between than other bits. But I'm sorry. Maybe next time, Madison, you'll be able to get it. I was I was very proud of that one, and I was deeply worried you were going to crack it immediately. I was like, there's no way they'll remember. There's no, no way. But then my brother's like, no, of course they will. That's like... Mike, you know me. My brain is... It was more game theory my than mate. actually I thought you'd remember. It was more mm-hmm. like, oh, the way that this is phrased, obviously that's fake. I think I went in a different direction, mm-hmm. right? Like I was thinking of like literary source. So I'm like, well, Princess and the Princess Switched is Princess and the Popper technically. So Which or I... like I was also thinking Dragon Dragon Ball Z because Dragon Ball Z is also a a manga. So like I didn't know if you were trying to do do that pedantically. Technically. We didn't do a sequel to the Princess Switch. We did the night before Christmas. We just wrapped the Hudgens first. That is also in it. true. So even if you, there were a correction to be made, I stole that one from you. You can't use that. You can't use that next time. That's fine. I, I'm just. I, that's more so that you don't come back later. Like, hey, actually, I should get that because of this. Technically speaking, I think this came before Montenero Nights, but even if it didn't. But anyway, that's dumb. Actually, no. uh, we'll play that here and there throughout the series as I come up with more questions man so that i can start to try to you can, I'm excited. You can start getting into the points pyramid scheme for uh to get that wish if i sign up three people mm-hmm. then that what's that <laughs> what's what's that oh wait there's nothing uh, there what's that it's a sign 
It's a it's a sign that says uh God fishing. Uh closed on yeah. the holiday closed on the holidays we treat our workers equitably and give them enough time off during uh the busy holiday rush season yeah that's right the carnival carnival of bits is closed this week uh uh, because uh all the aliens and other madisons that exist in the carnival the clones the clones of myself that run the place um yeah um also gargamax um gargamax has 17 kids oh wow um and um he spends a good time with him on the planet um Quibi. on the planet Quibi. you know it's christmas yeah. maybe we should call him and just talk, say merry christmas to every one of his 17 children individually okay yeah go right ahead oh you know sorry i'm just seeing what the roaming rates to Quibi are besides i mean it'd only be a three to five minute phone call anyway so we should probably go hello oh boy hi uh this is this isn't gargamax this his voice was a little bit more crypt keeper no this is his wife uh-huh. Cargamel. Cargamel. <laughs> okay. I'm his wife. I'm Gargamax's wife. It's it's good to meet you, Cargamel. Just real quick, uh, without like, just let it, hand the phone down all of your seventeen children, and I'll keep count and just let them each say Merry Christmas, and they're each distinctive right. individual voices. Okay. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Go ahead. Here's the first okay. one. Hi. Hey, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Next. Merry Christmas. <laughs> Okay, next. Hey, Merry Christmas. <laughs> next. Merry Christmas. Oh, okay. Twelve more. Merry Christmas to you, my friend. Oh, shit. My phone died. Oh, God. All right. Well, we'll call him back. Maybe well, next Christmas. Maybe next Christmas we'll speak to six more of Cargamax's, Cargamax and Cargamel's children. Cargamel. Mm-hmm. It was Cargamel. Yeah. That's what I said. Cargamel. Uh, if you said Gargamel, no. Gargamel is smart. She gets really mad if you mix up her and Gargamel because uh, Gargamel, uh, played by Hank Azaria in the Smurf movie, she hates Hank Azaria. Gotcha. They have that's specifically why she doesn't like Gargamel. Yeah. She loves the cartoons. Mm-hmm. All right. Anyway, big fan of cartoon Gargamel. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's get started. Um, uh, do you have any ideas for this? Now, to be clear, we are continuing our Christmas in space. Uh, yes adventure which means as you pointed out last time this is a christmas movie which means this one has to be in space we're not bringing christmas to space we're bringing space to christmas we're taking christmas no we're bringing it's the other way (laughs) (laughs) reverse it oh god all right uh i don't have I, i have two ideas of how we could do some kind of space thing um the two the two ones i wrote down were austin powers cryo like the way he freezes himself Mm. uh this guy ends up getting cryogenically frozen until space travels a thing uh or Mm. accidentally launched into space like oops trapped in the rocket like yeah i'm wondering if (sighs) we should it's the it's it's the Groundhog's Day scenario, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, where we were like, "Oh, do we put this man through another, another, another hell, right? Or do we change it up and we involve maybe the the entire family or him and his wife or something, where like he's not going through this alone well, into some sort of space adventure?" Um, we just breezed over this in the introduction as well, but they did establish Grandpa Ninao is a Christmas warlock. Like he curses mm-hmm. George to, to go through all those Christmases like that. Like that man is one hundred percent Santa Claus. Like I don't. So yeah. we can toy with that. But you said you have an idea. So what is your? Well, that's that's interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I do want to bring up um, one of the hardest times I laughed mm-hmm. um, was when he uh, he realized that. Um, uh grand grandpa Nino, yeah. mm-hmm. right um great grandpa Nino, so, yeah. um was responsible for this somehow mm-hmm. and he starts shaking him and like the wife is like what are you doing he hasn't talked in like years mm-hmm. and there's just like one frame of <laughs> grandpa Nino smiling at yes. him like it's like a shepherd <laughs> but no, only he saw it <laughs> yeah. and nobody else did and i fucking died laughing i'm like um that actor has a great face and is actually my Zoom background mm-hmm. this week, uh, frequels. Um, when I think space, 
um i think of like recent space movies mm-hmm. um so there's um that one with sandra bullock and george clooney mm. um there's um interstellar interstellar that's what i was going where i was trying to remember that one with matthew mcconaughey mm-hmm. and anna hathaway in that movie there's a whole bit where they go down to a planet uh... and time speeds up mm-hmm. right or or time yeah time up in the space station it, it's just a time differential and time distortion right, right? it's like five so, minutes on this planet it's like a year or something like that yeah what if we did something with that um <laughs> where they get launched into space or or there's some sort of like they have to make christmas happen really fast or something um or because like, it does be a christmas movie mm-hmm. so like um we could do like a russian doll thing and it actually be a time loop mm. like a christmas uh, like a Christmas sort of thing that happens like on a space station or something. They get chosen to, mm-hmm. they get chosen to go on the space station during Christmas. And it's like their best, uh, mm-hmm. it's a family thing. Let's answer two questions first. And I think then we can maybe use that to parse how we like what the plot is. The biggest question is what kind of time travel are we interested in? Time loop, time travel, mm-hmm. time jump, time gaps, we could do, I mean, we could do the, I don't, we didn't have a name for it, but what we did with Larry's Inferno, which was, uh, he wakes up and it's a hundred years in the future. That night he gets back to Benny's in the present day. Next day it's a hundred days in the future. Mm-hmm. Next day it's like, he's bouncing back and forth. So you can see the concept. Yeah. We could do something like that. I think if we understand what kind of mechanic we want to use that we can use to sort of build the plot of like structurally what happens. I think we could do a time loop because what I have an idea I said the Russian. I said Russian Doll, mm-hmm. which is like a. Did you watch Russian yes. Doll? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay, so like, basically, in that show, if anyone hasn't seen it, like, she relives every day, and um, or two people are actually like reliving every day, and as time goes on, things start disappearing, or things like think like reality starts to break down a little bit, mm-hmm. right? Um. And what I was thinking is, like, what if they end up on a space station and um, they're in charge of doing, like, a holiday party or they get, like, they get taken to Christmas in space because they like to spend space, spend Christmas at other places. Mm. And they, they, they win the lottery on, like, being chosen for this, like, space, like, odyssey thing because his son is an engineer, right? Sure. So maybe he's, like, a space engineer and he signs okay. him up for this. It's like, oh... You could be, you all could be throwing the first space Christmas party or something like that, which is ridiculous and is a sure. ridiculous setup. But during that time, like there's an explosion and like everybody dies, but like for some reason, um, for some reason, Georgie and the wife, um, whose name was Laura, uh, Laura, 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 uh, Laura. I just like the pronunciation Laura. Laura. Yeah. For some reason, uh, Georgie and Laura. Mm-hmm are repeating it and they have to change things about the party to make sure people are hmm. not doing certain things. So it's sort of like Larry's Inferno in a way where we are like arranging the party in a certain way where mm-hmm. the disaster doesn't happen. Does it, does it turn out? I'm going to go ahead and start our time. Cause I think that that's going to be the idea. Uh, and now we're just building. If, if you don't, if you don't like that, we no, 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 on, I, I, like, that's a fine idea. I don't have anything that I'm like, I'm going to die on the Hill that we have to do this. So I think that that's going to be fine. Our 30 minutes has started. What if then, is this anything where they have to get the whole family there and they have to basically get the party to go off exactly as it always has? So Uncle Victor Mm. has to try to leave with his turkeys. Uh, What's-her-name has to bring a new boyfriend. Um, What's-his-name has to borrow money. Like, I don't know how that would work, but it could be the idea of, like, instead of every year Christmas happens the same way and it's always a burden, except now I love it. It's like, now we have to manufacture those events, but that doesn't really explain how it would stop the explosion from happening. I'm thinking like, what if the whole family gets invited to this program, um, mm-hmm. because of a hookup through their son where they just get to go to space, um, to throw the first Christmas party ever in space. Mm-hmm. And there are a lot of people there. There's maybe like a ship captain and like, 
everything but like uncle victor's there aunt theodora mm -hmm. um they pop uh they pop grandpa on uh, neo nino or something uh, i think nino yeah down um uh the uh the sister comes who has the boyfriend a new boyfriend or whatever mm -hmm. um and they're like okay it's just like every year except we're thousands of miles in the stratosphere and we we're supposed to be the representatives of um of of uh rio de janeiro right mm -hmm. of like oh i get it so we're it's doing all our... across the world there's like americans and mm -hmm. britain or brits and the chinese and japanese yeah and, yeah okay. Yeah, like what if there's yeah, what if there's multiple Christmas parties going on in this station and it's like, oh, this is like some sort of like Christmas in space initiative or something like that. Or just like What to, do you know about the Christmas in space initiative? <laughs> <laughs> I like that. And maybe we can add some different characters and we see other like people doing their Christmases, right? <laughs> or their holidays. Maybe maybe it's like we're bringing holidays to space and it's supposed to be this like nice like sort of pr thing that mm -hmm. they're doing it's not like a it's not for science or anything like that like representatives from the un or something like um like they set this up we're on the international space station the uh each each like there's a room where everyone's doing their Christmas and people can kind of come by and like, it's like a museum or something or like, or maybe it's just like a demonstration. It's like in our, in our household, this is how we do it. And it's like, sort of like to show people like, Oh, how we're different, but how we're also the same. <laughs> Cause I would say like their family spends Christmas pretty much like my family does. Right. Mm -hmm. Or like, you know, it's just like people bring food, there's gifts there's trees you know like it's pretty similar but it's just slightly different for every every at different places in the world right um so i guess is it an attack or is it mm. an accident like let's just decide how the explosion happens i think from there we can build to what needs to be done yeah maybe they don't know at first like what happens like suddenly there's just like an explosion um and then some maybe multiple things cause it like maybe uh, like because it's sort of like the mitchells versus the machines mm -hmm. right where this family is um a a kerfuffle of disasters in their own right and like they have their own problems that cause like things that happen of like um trying too much or like like I, uncle victor could put a fucking he could like do the turkey thing and he puts it into like an uh, an exhaust pipe in the fucking thing and it explodes the fucking space station um maybe they realize it's like oh it's our family our family is causing the station to explode we have to make sure that they're controlled and everything but we don't we can't cause panic mm -hmm. or anything like that um like this one sister who always has like a um a new a new like uh partner uh, maybe they're caught like making out on like a fucking switch or something in the cockpit uh, you know the cockpit mm -hmm. of the international um, space station of the international space station uh the control the control room the war room uh -huh. um <laughs> the war room of the international space station and they launch a fucking like explosion or a nuke a space nuke or something i don't know you get it <laughs> like hmm. yeah i so every day I, I i guess what what i don't know what causes the loop though maybe it is like some new technology that's being researched or something oh we'll just hold it on the xenon satellite and then there you go we've already yeah. we've already worked that problem out um, it's on the Wincom space station that this is happening mm -hmm. um, so in 2049. I guess the question for this would be what's the lesson? Because the first movie was teaching yeah. George to like Christmas or to cherish Christmas because it's his birthday also, which is why he hates Christmas. Mm -hmm. um, maybe if we have a lesson and a mechanic that'll teach show us also. Maybe it is maybe like things go awry on the space station because they were trying to be good representatives and trying to control their family's chaos too much like hmm. it's sort of like you know like let's make sure that uncle victor 
uh, places the turkey and just leaves it there, telling he can't just take it off. He can't get no arguments. Mm. We're just like we're kind of putting up a face of like what our family is like, basically, to the the rest of the world. That's like it's not generally how Christmas is for them. There's always chaos. Mm-hmm. Uncle Victor always takes the turkey and runs out with it. Um, there's always a new like uh, partner. Uh, Theodora always causes an argument with someone, right? You know, like. <laughs> The kids always have to, like, try to crush uh, Georgie, <laughs> like, riding all on his back at once. Um, stuff like that. Like, but they try to control it too much to make it seem like it's, like, a pristine and perfect family mm-hmm. sort of thing. But maybe the lesson in the end um, is that, like, without all that chaos and with all, all that tradition of all that stuff happening every year, it's not really Christmas, right? Mm-hmm. It's not real, maybe. I don't dislike that because I like the idea of like the perfect Christmas doesn't exist, etc. Like, mm-hmm. I'm trying to figure out how that plays into a ship exploding. Like, how the, I... them being the perfect family leads to the explosion. That's like, I, I'm not trying to naysay. Like, I, I, what is the. Oh, no, you're good. I have a dumb idea. Okay. So. I love dumb ideas. They're invited to the space station for Christmas by. It's like maybe more of like a private space station. Like the the sun still helped sure. build it, but it's not necessarily like a UN sanctioned whatever. The like Beth Jesus yeah, space station. The Beth Jesus space station. That looks like two big testicles, and um, yeah. they get up there and it's like, oh, I you you're such a lovely family. Like your your son tells me all about your Christmases, and I think you'd be perfect for this. Blah blah blah. And it's still people from all over, like families from all over the world, whatever. Um, this man is a supervillain, and it's now like no. Whichever one of you has like the perfect Christmas, I won't blow up your country with a space laser or something like that. Oh my god! So the pressure to have this like perfect Christmas, and then they're time looping. Okay. So then it's also like there's some fucked up nature to the this idea, but then it's like okay, the Smiths from America, they're they won last time. So what we have to do is you need to go over and put like thumbtacks in their pudding or whatever. Like, like they're mm, sabotaging okay. the other families, and then it turns from that into like a hostage like ram not rambo that's a bad example but the like okay how do we fight back with the time loop knowledge so we start with some okay. quirky kind of that and then we end with like a little bit heavier and also the the message that there is no such thing as a perfect christmas like mm. yeah uncle victor takes his turkey and walks out every year pause oh god uncle victor and they look out the window and he's just like floating through space with the turkey in his arms that's great what if like uh, do we think they have the uh, the option to start the loop over again, like whenever they want, like hmm. um, something like like it's a button or something or like some sort of like pill or some sort of drink or something like I don't know, um, like like because um, like I do like the idea um, of just like it happened on the Adventure Zone and Balance mm-hmm. the one time where they were like in the time loop city mm-hmm. of um, sure. something. I don't mm-hmm. remember what it's called. But um, where they realized they fucked up immediately. So like Justin's like, I kill us all right now. We're going to start this over because we immediately fucked this up. So he like casts a spell and he kills them because he yeah because <laughs> he knows they need to like like I don't know like I, and that, that's just like some funny like this is like dark humor like right. But it is right. like ultimately like without consequence. Right. Um, I think uh, maybe we uh, uh, easy yet still fantastical sci-fi answer is something about the laser. Like it gives off this radiation and George and Laura sneak off for a little Christmas quiet time, if you will. And they find themselves like in that room or whatever. And so when the laser fires, they're like doused in this radiation. So they're time looping. Um, and maybe it has to be like every time the laser fires, the time loop starts over because then the radiation's mm. activated or whatever. The laser has a special, um, like black hole core energy, dark dark matter energy or something. This guy is a this guy is Lex Luthor. Um, this like he is. Yeah, it's one giant glass tank with the time worm in it, and they mm. pulse light through it. I don't know. Oh, that means it's yeah, a time yeah. laser, which isn't exactly it. But you, my point is, like, it can be like, oh, blothothium irradiation. Of course, that has so many tachyons. Go ahead, Madison. Okay, so it is a, um, it, it is, uh, it does have to do with the time <clears throat> oh worm because, um, because I just really want to tie this into 
one of our world, one of our sub world. I don't, I don't remember where Babysitters Club lands, but like I think it's ECU. Uh, Nothing in it, like okay, keeps it out of it. So our Lex Luthor villain. Um, this is so far away from the original fucking just another Christmas movie. It's wild. I mean, uh, when it but, said it had to be in like, space, I didn't think it was gonna stick the tone. Yeah, yeah, but <laughs> he um he has found some of the time worm eggs and those eggs are gestating in this sort of like uh, in this core of this thing and it is like uh, a good energy it's a powerful energy source or something like that okay. to destroy a city i don't know i just i like making up dumb sci-fi things no i get it i it was more about the time worm eggs threw me for a minute i mean yeah we can do that as well it's six of one it's made yep. up magical radiation that does the timely thing i yep i'm leaning more towards that only because the idea then is that that radiation is like activated whenever the the laser fires which means mm. for the loop to succeed they have to the fall laser has to fire so at some point it's like we fucked yeah. up and now we just have to wait for like the laser has to fire which means a country is going to be destroyed they hit the big red button. yeah and sometimes yeah. they fire it i don't know but like Sometimes they're like doing really well, and then he fires the laser anyway. Now they have to start over again. Like, it... so when the laser fires, it um, does it explode the station? No, like it's, it backfires it's, or something. I think it it's like it hits the earth, like it destroys a country, but like the radiation that powers the laser like ripples out and activates whatever okay. radiation they're doused in, and they time loop back. So got this, it. When the laser fires, yes. that's when it happens. So they are safe. Got it. Okay. Like the space station people are safe, generally speaking. The repercussions are a country 100% has just been destroyed. We time loop back to before it happens, but that's still going to start to weigh on them as like mm-hmm. the number of people who have been killed and every time we try this. Like, and also, I don't know, it can give us a little bit of an out for them doing some kooky, like, no, we have to throw, the, we have to fucking fuck over the the americans or the chinese or the russians or whatever Mm -hmm. like that gives us a little bit of a hand wavy repercussion that they know everything's going to be okay it's also more of like we need to buy some time we need to like study true or how the guards move so we need to like Mm -hmm. we just need to run a couple loops and see how the guards do this whatever we need to like make friends with the guards so we know their personal lives whatever like it gives us a yeah yeah. a a victim and yet no victim as well so there's not like It's like how the cartoons, they couldn't have people, so the X-Men fought robots every week because they couldn't kill people in cartoons in the 90s. They had to be yeah. robots so Wolverine could rip them apart. Similarly, yeah, yeah, yeah. this way, no one feels bad, yet it's still horrifying. Okay, so I think that's how the movie starts. They're just like, oh, we have to participate. I think event- I think it starts with them like, no, we're not doing Nobody's doing this. They try to rise up against the evil villain or whatever, and yeah. he fails. He launches it, and he's like... I could destroy all of the cities or whatever. Like, you know, like, um, I, what's the villain get out of this besides evilness, I guess? Yeah, I think that at the beginning, like, we open the movie and it's the thing of like, oh, we're going to the, celebrate Christmas on this awesome space station. It's like a big Christmas celebration of, like, Christmas, etc. And maybe, like, the thing, his thing is like, I mean, depending on how we want to go, it could be like Christmas is there's the war on Christmas and people say happy holidays and not Merry Christmas. And I need to prove that it can be the perfect Christmas. Like this is how we're going to relaunch Christmas, blah, blah, blah. And so he's like the Joker meets Lex Luthor. Kind of like he's like an insane man. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Like, I mean, that could be an angle. It could just be like a weird super villain who's just like, no, there I must there must be the perfect Christmas. What if it's like, um, just because I, I have like a little like hang up with the setup of like they're all there for some reason. Uh-huh. Like, what if it is like a, a like a festival like where they do, and then like this guy is a like this guy smuggles himself in with his team and then takes it over hmm. or something like that. Like you know, it's sort of like um, Air Force One, right? Sure. Like where like they get they get taken over by like. Maybe he's there to steal or steal the technology of the laser. What I'm saying is like maybe he is like holding them all hostage and the way he decides whose city survives or whatever Mm -hmm. is the people who have the best Christmas, right? Uh Um, Because he needs to test the laser to make sure it works. And like this is how it's like, oh, so yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like the Death Star thing, right? Um, You know, it's... um, 
Well, this guy is a this guy is a super villain, horrible person. Let me pitch you another super villain angle because I'm going a little bit more like James Bond villain. I think where he grew up as like a kid, very poor and like a very poor country. Mm-hmm. He never celebrated Christmas. He never was able to. But all of the, he saw the commercials. He saw the give the cars. Oh, okay. He saw all these smiling families having the perfect Christmas. And now it's time to have the perfect Christmas. He doesn't realize everybody's Christmas is a fucking disaster. And Got he it. brings all these families up this to have good. a perfect Christmas. And as it starts to go wrong, he's like, no, 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 no. Perfect Christmas. Okay. Nobody's taking this seriously. Fine. Great. Uh, Ukraine, you, you know what? I whatever the turkey was a little burned. Poof, Ukraine's gone. Who's next? Who's gonna have a perfect Christmas? Like this unhinged, like mm. super villain who just wants to have a perfect Christmas. And our villain, Got Tom it. Hanks. It is Tom Hanks. Yeah, villain Tom Hanks. I I just he is the um, guy I could see having the smiliest. Like we're gonna have a perfect Christmas, and then becoming increasingly unhinged. He, he was just our villain in Valerian. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, true. We'll say that. Um, but but I, I I am okay with another villain Tom Hanks because I think it I think villain Tom Hanks is um yeah is a a needed thing I think um in the world. So I like I think then we go we continue with what you're talking about where they start to use time loops to like learn guard rotations figure stuff out about Tom Hanks's character like start to make alliances and find out about the other people so that they can like figure out how mm-hmm. to overthrow them as a group I think a collective mutiny at the beginning does work or like is is what you like what you're saying is like, fun like, this is less like just like Christmas just another Christmas and more like Squid Game yeah. Like, <laughs> it's like Squid Game with a time loop. Well, I um, mean, look, you wanted it in space. I know. But I think we, I, let's take it back. Okay, so I think we have enough there for the mm-hmm. setup of what's going on. Let's talk about the family and, like, what they try to do. Like, so they're trying to have the perfect Christmas, putting up the face. Like, mm-hmm. Uncle Victor's there, Aunt Theodora, you know, like, they try to set up everything like it's supposed to be. And instead of, like, them doing all their hijinks and, like, in their um buffoonery or whatever mm-hmm. um they try to have like a everyone's dressed nice you know and sure. like they place the turkey and like everything's perfect and um there's just like one little um one little uh like hitch or something like mm-hmm. they're like the uncle victor's shoes untied so he trips and falls down uh as he's like bringing the turkey in or something so it's like oh well your city's exploded or whatever. Yeah, or like um, um, the turkey, actually, now that they've, they've never actually eaten one of his turkeys because he always takes it early. It's like, mm-hmm. actually, this tastes bad. And this tastes really bad. You're like, oh, he's, oh, bad turkey. That's not a perfect Christmas. And he blows up Brazil or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like nobody can taste the turkey. He can't eat the turkey. And so that's there's the thing, like, like some loops where they try to make him not eat the turkey, right? Like try anything else but the turkey. Yes. They only have one turkey. I think that that works. I like the idea then at the end of it, it can be like, look, those don't exist. It's so it's the whatever, capitalism commercialization of Chris, the holiday bowl. It's like, yeah, every year uncle Victor takes his Turkey and he leaves and we never eat it. Yeah. Every year. Should we, but it's cause he knows it's bad. What, it, that's why he does. Oh, it. maybe that's actually uncle Victor suddenly realizing every Christmas, he somehow fucked up the Turkey recipe and that's why he kicks off so he can storm out with it. Yeah. yeah. Very good. Extremely good. Very I love good. it. But my, my point is that at the end, George is like, what you have to understand is that, yeah, every year uncle Victor storms out with the Turkey and yeah, every year my brother-in-law asked me for money and yeah, every year this all happens and it's, you know, wild and it seems like bad, but it's the perfect Christmas because it's our Christmas. And yeah, there's the whole there is no Christmas card perfect Christmas like that's a lie yeah everybody like this you know this was the Smiths from America like what yeah oh yeah every year the dog eats one of the presents and then my uncle gets so drunk and throws it in the back whatever. but like that's our Christmas that's how we want to celebrate it's mm-hmm. like yeah you like the, like every country's like yeah and you know what this happens to ours and like we love it that's per it's our Christmas it's perfect and that's how we like get a lesson through and maybe they have to still I mean the man still has a laser pointed at the world so they probably still beat him up or kill him or whatever but sure I don't think that this is a movie where he goes wow I was so wrong about this you're all free to go and there were no repercussions for anybody I think I think it is like they have that big like speech at the end about how no Christmas is perfect or whatever, despite them trying to like like trying to make it happen. Mm -hmm. Um, And then the guy is like, 
Oh, that's nice. I'm still going to blow everything up. I'm just going to blow up all your cities. None of you are perfect. Alternately, he goes, wow, George, that's like, you're right. Of course you're right. I know what I have to do. And we see everybody like leaving on the ships or whatever, like escape pods. Like he's sending them back to Earth and they're all waving. And he sits down. And it's like Christmas 23rd, whatever. Like it's the next year. Plan. And he starts trying to, his Christmas is kidnapping families <laughs> to have oh, Christmas, this kind of weird squid game in space with them. That's what he learned from George. There's a, the, per, the perfect Christmas is how you celebrate Christmas, and he's never celebrated Christmas before. So the way he's done it, the first time he's ever done it, was this way. Jesus. God. <laughs> okay. I'm not saying we have to. That's just an idea. Yeah, I mean, that's a good way to end, I think. Maybe not like a, not, not a good way to end, but it's just like a, a fucked up sort of like sad. Like... <laughs> Structurally, it is a fine ending. As an ending yeah. to this movie, probably not good. Maybe we have something at the end of just like George and everything like, uh, them watching that on TV about him, like the, they see a thing about captured families, and this guy captured him. Like, well, that didn't work. But hey, let's get to <sighs> let's get to opening presents, right? You, do you have another no, idea? No, I mean the idea being, it's just more of a button of like they. See, it's like the next year's Christmas. They're like, oh, thank God that's all over, and they look at the TV, and it's like Arthur Chillingham kidnaps fifty-one families from across the world to a spaceship, and they, on the news you just see the laser powering up, and then. George and Laura look at each other like, oh no. And then they wake up on the spaceship the previous Christmas because he fired it. So the time loop has started again. Okay. That could be a button as well. But um, yeah. I don't know. It's six months. I thought you were going to say, mm-hmm. I thought you were going to say, um, uh, he shows up at their Christmas like the next year and just like, you're right. I'm going to spend it with people I care about the most. You all. And they're like, what? Us? <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, yeah. And so they have to spend Christmas with this, like, super villain who escaped and is, like, on the run from the law or whatever. And he's like, I don't know. And, like, and then he, like, holds up a button and, like, points up to the sky. And you can see, like, the laser. Actually, like, it's like, uh, oh, yeah, sure, come in. I love that. He shows up at the door. So not what I said about the, he connects families. Like, it's like the next Christmas. There's a knock at the door. Oh, is my dad? Were you expecting? No, I don't know who that could be. They open the door and it's him. He's like, I, you're right. I want to celebrate the people I love. Uh, No hard pass like go fuck yourself and he just like pulls the the button out of his pocket like thumb over it and points at the foot space like come on in have some yeah. t- whatever like yeah yeah sure whatever yeah whatever everybody's welcome that's pretty good with a few minutes let's come up with a because uh, we talked about like during the movie they tried to like sabotage mm-hmm. other people's like christmases mm-hmm. like uh, i want to i want some of that we should add a few things there because i think that's like just some like so maybe um like they spike the eggnog Mm. in one of like or like they spike the eggnog or the cider and like in like the russian or like the Mm -hmm. the chinese like christmas or whatever and like you just see like a whole room of people like throwing up and like someone's like throwing up in a stocking or something like that um or maybe it's not maybe they don't spike anything they put something gross or sure. like if attack or something like that um um yeah what, uh, what's one that you have we think because i'm also imagining that there's like fake living rooms and stuff there for like yeah, tableaus. yeah, yeah, yeah. they just like i mean it's a spaceship so fire isn't necessarily a good idea like an option but i can imagine stuff like lighting on fire Oh, one of the kids uh, sneaks over and ties everybody's shoelaces together, like under the table. Mm. So when they go to get up to like do a toast, they all just like fucking eat shit. And like the one of them got like Bam. You know, one of the guys they like <laughs> they like tie the tablecloth to his belt or something. So when he falls over, it pulls everything off the fucking table. Okay. Um, I think some of this stuff happens to them too. I think that like there's like counter like yeah. like pranks and counter like fucks up and stuff like that i think um um, yeah i definitely some counter pranks um so like oh uh they uh victor's turkey gets glued to the table so when he goes to pick it up it he's stuck to the turkey now Um, and he's like smiling he's trying to pick it up and he's like Um, like like he just just keeps trying to like with all his might pick it up but he can't but he's still smiling and like looking at the villain guy who's judging him i don't know how this makes sense um but none of this movie does they put those blue packs from like 
banks in the turkey. So when George sure. goes to carve the turkey, he cuts into one and pff, all over. A... Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good. Like I, said, I, like I don't know how why they would have those on this space station, but I don't know why he'd have a laser that emits radiation that causes time loops. So yeah. Um, they like put something in the mashed potatoes and gravy, like under the mashed potatoes that mm-hmm. like when they stir them, it just is like, why is that green? What is that? <laughs> like what or something like that? Or yeah, I think they launch, they like launch like a whole, like it's in space. So I kind of want some like, like space stuff. Like I want like they launch a Turkey or they launch like someone's whole, like all of their decorations out yeah, into space that. or something. Yeah. Yeah. Like the, um, on a French family comes back from like the kitchen and they look over and just all of their decorations are in an airlock and the outside door opens and their trees sucked into space. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's uh, pretty good. This fuck Christmas has been spray painted on the wall where their tree used to be like, yeah, yeah. God. Let's name the villain real fast. Sure. I want it to be like, I almost said Arthur Christmas, but I think that's a movie. Yeah. Um, I mean, Mr. Mistletoe comes to mind. I imagine he picked a very Holly Jolly name. For himself, like that's his name's probably like Brody Quick or whatever. And but he's like, No, I'm Brody Quick. I'm Nicholas Festive or whatever. Like Yeah. You can call me Mr. You can call me Doctor Holidays or something or Doctor. I mean Mr. Christmas is also Doctor uh, Nick. Doctor Nick. Hi everybody. Nick. Um Jolly Good King Wenceslas. The Jolly Man. The Jolly Man. Um Mr. Jolly isn't bad. Mr. Jolly's good because I think he's maybe like an eccentric. I do imagine he is like, like I said, Lex Luthor meets the Joker oh, yeah. or something I mean, like that. For like, most of the movie, he's just America's dad, Tom Hanks, being America's dad, Tom Hanks, yeah. but also little sister. And it just gets more and more unhinged as things go mm-hmm. off the rails for him. Yeah, yeah. So what do we call the movie itself? Yeah. I mean, just another another Christmas uh, as an option. In space. Just another Christmas just in, in space was also the other idea I had. That's pretty good. It does kind of make it seem like we were planning this from the beginning by doing a Christmas in space theme so that we could call the last movie just another Christmas in space. But I think I like that the most. Okay. I can't. I, the, other, the only other thing could be like initially I thought we were doing an interstellar like uh, it, sure. like oh, yeah, something like something like that. But like, I don't think this quite fits that because we could do like winter stellar winter stellar. Yeah, I think it's just another Christmas in space. If if we could do like a we can't do this in any episode title, but like do like you know the inclusion like arrow yeah, like like amazing. you know like writ, written in like red pen or something. I would have done that for Mitchell's versus more machines because that's the only way yeah. I can see that title ever written is just Mitchell's versus machines with little inclusion like the carrot with more written in red ink over it. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, there you have it. Frequels just another Christmas in space. Did we do it? Oh, I think we I did knew it. it. I left the bunker. Ah. You knew we couldn't get through an episode without Madison. I, oh, God, I left the bunker. I thought he was gone. I thought I was free of... Oh, oh, oh you can't oh, escape me. I can't escape those octagonal nipples. I will always find you. All right, what do you got? What, what squish, do you get me? squish, squish. What do you get me for squish, Christmas squish, this year? Squish, squish, I got you a podcast called The Equalizers that you can Whoa. find everywhere... What uh, you can find it everywhere podcasts are found, including Spotify, iTunes, Podbean, Stitcher, ha ha ho, and there's what I'm forgetting: Google Play. Don't forget about Google Play. You can also get in contact. And everywhere else podcasts are found by searching The Equalizers. You can also get in contact with us on Facebook and Twitter at The Equalizers. Our Gmail is equalizers at gmail.com. We have an Instagram. It is The underscore Equalizers. And as always, we spell that E-Q-U-E-L-I-Z-E-R-S like in sequel. Like in sequel. <gasps> Mistletoe steak. Stab, 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 stab. Ah, ah. I was a Dracula. Gotcha. I was a Christmas Dracula. How did you, how did you know? After the haunting visage of your penis and testicles from the first year you were here, I vowed to kill you when I've been researching. I am, I will return even stronger than before. (laughs) Of all the souls I've met in my podcasting, theirs was the most liquid. (laughs) What are we doing next time, Madison? (laughs) We are doing... 
um it, we we want to do something special for the end of the year um mm-hmm. and um we used to do like some hallmark christmas or something or like some something like or some sort of holiday yeah. movie like that is like the netflix holiday movie or something um but this wasn't quite that <laughs> so we what we thought about doing for the end of the year is to do a head-to-head of a sort of holiday hallmarky christmas movie um called holly star which is about a puppeteer who goes home for christmas because as always, puppets all the way down. Everything should be puppets. Mm-hmm. So next time, Madison and I will be going head-to-head with our own pitches for Hollystar, and we'll be joined by Avenger and the once-in-future guest Jackson Eflin, who will judge which of our sequels is the holliest, the jolliest, the hallmarkiest, the hallmarky-markiest sequel. I'm done now. Uh, so for the Equalizers. I'm Madison Jones. I'm Mike Noll. Ho, ho, ho. It begins again. Ho, ho, ho. Ho, ho, ho. To be continued. First take your favorite leg, and then you kick it up to your chest. And then you pump your open palms, and then you really start breaking a sweat. That's all there is, that's really it, you barely even gotta move your butt. Come on, man, now follow my lead, and we'll do the two steps. Come on, 